Hello and welcome to Joplin Globe Candidate Casts. I'm Joe Hadsell, digital editor for The Globe, and the moderator of these interviews designed to give you a more detailed insight into the views and stances of people running for Joplin City Council on April 7. Think of this interview series like a forum. We asked each of the 11 candidates the same question. Then instead of a minute or two for each question, we gave them a pool of overall time for them to answer each question. The questions were developed with the help of Globe readers on Facebook and Twitter. Refer to the candidate cast page on JoplinGlobe.com to see the entire rules and guidelines we used to ensure that questions were asked fairly. In a nutshell, candidates were not allowed to see the questions in advance of their recording time. While we asked each candidate the same questions, the order of them was changed based on the conversation. Each candidate was given a general window of about 20 minutes to answer all of the questions. The interviews range in duration times. In some cases, candidates chose to use less of the time available. In other cases, we asked follow-up questions to ensure the main question was answered. The interviews are unedited, and we did not publish any of these podcasts until every candidate's interview was recorded. Keenan Cortez, 55, is Operations Manager for Crawthall Healthcare, located in Freeman Health Systems, and is also retired from the United States Marine Corps. He has also served on several city committees over the years, including planning and zoning and a charter review committee. Though he is an incumbent, he is not running for re-election. He was appointed to the council in 2019 to replace Jim West, who resigned his seat. He is running against Christina Williams, Josh Bard, and Shauna Ackerson for a four-year general seat on the council. Because he was recovering from surgery, this interview was recorded in his home. And my apologies, I allowed myself to get distracted by a very adorable dog. All right, Keenan, as I told you coming in, I like the sound of the second doorbell more than the first. This is an adorable dog you have <laughs> at our feet. Uh, the, uh, and she, and he, she going in for grooming? He, soon? that is Rowdy. Rowdy is my 10-pound uh, guard dog. He's our Yorkie. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he, he keeps an eye on, on everything. When yeah. that doorbell rings, he gets he jumps into action. <laughs> he does, yeah. He's doing his job. He is earning his keep. So, Well, Keenan, thanks for talking with us today. Um, introduce yourself to our listeners um, uh, for an opening statement here. Uh, tell us about yourself and all you're running. Wow. Uh, thanks, Joe. Keenan Cortez. Um, I'll go ahead and give you the whole thing. It's Keenan Terrence Cortez Sr., 55-year-old. Okay. Um, uh, live here in Joplin, have lived back here in Joplin since 2004 uh, when I began serving the city of Joplin in several different uh, back channels, if you will, kind of behind the scenes stuff. Started out with uh, the Civilian Advisory Committee for the Joplin Police Department and went on to the Public Safety Sales Tax and the Oversight Committee, the Charter Review, uh, Planning and Zoning and uh, now appointed to the Joplin City Council as of March of 2019, uh, have loved serving this community. I think we are uh, truly blessed with one of the unique communities in this nation, not only in Missouri, but we're kind of right in the middle of the nation. We get to experience all four of the seasons. Uh, We're not too big, but we're not too little. And you kind of get a little bit of everything. If you want a little bit of big city stuff, you can have some of that. And if you like the old country stuff, kind of like I do, you can you can go hunting and fishing just down the road as well. Yeah, good. Let's elaborate on that. You uh, you were appointed to the board. So, what specifically motivated you to go through the process of getting a petition filled out and actually run for the seat this time? 
Well, I, I think over the last year of being able to serve on the Joplin City Council the way I have, I've been able to even have a better idea of, of the privilege that it is to get to serve the citizens of Joplin and be on the inside of making um, some of the changes that this community needs going forward. Um, and, you know, I, I think a lot of people don't realize that when we're sitting on that dais, and I'm just one of nine, making those changes and decisions for where this community is going to go, that's not only affecting my neighbor, but that's affecting me as well. So being able to have a word in that and being able to say in that is something very important to me. And a long time ago, Joe, I, I decided that instead of being part of the problem, I was going to be part of the solution. And I wanted to be on the inside of, of making decisions about how we're going to move going forward. Okay. We did. Tell me about your professional or career background and specifically how either your career or other volunteer parts of your background have uh, best prepared you for what you for the work you've done on the council. I've been in management for a long time, Joe. I've uh, managed a lot of people in a lot of different scenarios in sales and in operations. I'm currently an operations manager um, at Freeman Health System. I work for a company called Crothel and uh, we manage the housekeeping department out there, the environmental services. Uh, being able to manage situations that change rapidly and that are always ebbing and flowing, uh, I think has provide, provided me with a unique perspective on being able to manage a community that is also doing the same thing, ebbing and flowing with the different seasons, with the different um, things that we face in the economy, uh, jobs, industries, technology, uh, being able to manage what I've done professionally and translate that into serving my community, I think has, has served me well over the years. Okay. One of the things you did uh, in your role as a council member was you helped choose a new city manager. That pick was made Wednesday. How do you feel about who we've had before in that position? And how did that experience inform your vote whenever, or inform your decision whenever you got a chance to choose Nick Edwards? Since I've been involved with the city in, in my volunteer capacity since 2004, I've seen Mark Rohr and, and uh, I've seen Sam Anselm as city managers. And, and I got along with both of them and I enjoyed having both of them here. I think my experience with them has helped me uh, better understand what it's going to take for somebody to sit in that chair and be the CEO of Joplin Incorporated going forward. Uh, how well-rounded that individual needs to be, how in touch he needs to be with the different department heads that will serve under him, and, and how uh, in tune he needs to be with where this community has come from and where it's going into the future. Uh, Mark was a very hands-on get her done kind of guy and Sam was a little bit more laid back and, and kind of let his department heads do thing and and uh, didn't take things real seriously a whole lot of time and so we kind of need somebody right in the middle somebody that's going to grab the reins of the horse but at the same time let these seasoned and experienced department heads that we have in this community do what they do best and I think we got that in Nick Edwards. All right. All right. Let's go over some of the issues. Uh, you mentioned in your experience you've served uh, with uh, several functions related to law enforcement and emergency service. Uh, the topic has certainly been of interest to uh, the city voters for a number of years now. 
How do you feel about the state of the police department and the fire department now, and what work remains to be done? Well, first of all, I'd like to say that if, if, if I had to offer an opinion about the state that we're in and our, and our first responders and public safety in Joplin, I think we're in an excellent position right now. The last 18 months has really provided a great opportunity for the city and our, our, our public servants to come together and work towards the common goal of better pay, better, better situations and circumstances for them, and better pensions. Uh, a tremendous amount of work has, has been done. Now, I haven't necessarily myself been involved in, in a lot of that um, hands-on detail work, but there's been a lot of behind-the-scenes work that's been done on several meetings over the last 18 months that has moved us to a point where we just passed the tax that's going to support the pension plan so that we can move everybody from the city pension plan over to a loggers program. There's a tremendous amount of excitement for that in the police and fire department. And I think that's going to help us position ourselves better to not only be able to take care of these public servants, but to be able to attract more to stay here for long-term experience and to attract that new blood to come in and, and want to serve in this community. Mm -hmm. uh, you, men uh, you mentioned recruiting in uh, that department. Um, when it comes to economic development, there are business leaders in town who say the key to our economic prosperity hinges on our ability to attract and retain younger, diverse, more knowledge economy professionals. Do you agree with that notion? And whether you do or not, what's your plan for economic development? Um, I do agree with that assumption. I think um, just like um, the cell phones that we use today, you know, I just upgraded not too long ago. I don't don't kill me for this, but I had an iPhone 5 for like forever. And, and over the last nine months, <laughs> I recently upgraded to an iPhone 10. Yeah. And I couldn't believe what my phone would do now when I upgraded. I, I didn't know phones could do that. <laughs> um, and I think that's the way we're going as a, as a society, as a community. Things are always evolving and updating and upgrading. And, and technology is getting greater and greater and greater every day. If we don't seize that, seize the opportunity to get in in on that, we're we're going to get left behind. We're going to get we're going to get pushed aside, and we're not going to get to take advantage of some of the opportunities that are out there when it comes to younger generation, uh, more technology based industry and business coming to town. And I think there's room for a little bit of everything here in our Joplin metro area. Because we're at a crossroads. We're at I-44, we're at I-49. We can go east, west, north, south. Um, we have manufacturing here. We have trucking here. We have medical care here. Um, and there's also a little bit of room for technology, a little bit of room for businesses that want to work online only to be um, anchored right here in our community. So, yeah, I think there's a great opportunity for us to grasp and hold on to whatever technology has to offer out there and my goal and my plan for economic development is to lean on those uh, leaders that we have in our community that, that that's what they do best we have a great chamber of commerce that the city works very closely with uh, we have a great industrial park out here that uh, we all partner with to try to make sure that it's it's, it's being everything that it can be, and it's being attractive to industry to come to our town. We have a wonderful partnership coming with Casey's General Stores 
that's bringing their new distribution center here. And the thing that excites me the most about that is the livable wage that they're bringing to town. An average of $51,000 a year is going to be their average pay for the first 102 people that work out there. That's a very good livable wage for this part of the country. That excites me that people are going to not only be able to have a good job, but they're going to be able to, to have a wage that's going to allow them to live. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. The uh, um, downtown advocates have suggested a range of transformations for that region. Uh, some of them are simple. Some of them are quite radical. What's your vision for downtown? Joe, first of all, if you haven't gotten downtown and just spend a little time, we're about to come into third Thursday season. Get downtown for third Thursday. What an evening. What an opportunity to come down and meet your neighbors, first of all. But to see all the things that's gone on downtown in the last four, five, ten years. Um, and, and not just third Thursday. Come down there on a Tuesday and take a stroll. The weather's about to improve. We're about to get out of this winter. I'm not a winter fan. I'm a spring <laughs> and summer fan. Get downtown. Bring your family. You're going to be able to shop. You're going to be able to eat. Um, and you're going to be able to be entertained. Our downtown is sprouting. It's starting to come alive. It's starting to do things um, that you can find in other downtowns across our state and in larger metropolis areas. Um, I think it's wonderful what's going on. And I, I think one of the things that we need to make sure we're doing is staying close to our historic preservations that our buildings are are looking like they did 80 years ago, 100 years ago. But it's an exciting time for our downtown. Come downtown to City Hall. Check out that building. It's a, if you've never been to City Hall, come check it out. It's a beautiful restoration of a building. Uh, obviously, if you haven't eaten at Hackett Hot Wings, you got to come down and check that out. <laughs> but we have a ton of other restaurants downtown. We even have sweet treats that you can come and check out downtown. You can get your cell phone fixed downtown. You can go to church downtown. Our downtown is coming back to life, and I'm, I'm quite proud of it. So I'm for whatever we need to do going forward to keep the momentum that we currently have and the revitalization of our downtown going. Did, uh, did Floyd win you a, a, couple of, a couple of bucks for that mention? He probably did not, and I'm pro- I can promise you that the next time I go into Hackett's, he's going to make me pay full price. <laughs> All right. Um, another issue that has come up across the region uh, repeatedly is the issue of use taxes. Neosho has tried a couple of times. Carl Junction has tried a couple of times. They're trying a third. Joplin has tried three times. If you are if you are elected to the council, will there be a fourth time? Joe, I'd I'd, I'd hate to uh, try to get my crystal ball out here and say here's what's going to happen in the next four years if I get reelected. But I have one in my car. Okay, well, uh, tarot cards. All right, we'll we'll try something. (laughs) I I would probably tell you that yeah, I think that there's going to be another effort to get a use tax pass. I think it's important. Um, to brick and mortar stores that we try to capture that tax some kind of way. I think it's important for the services that we offer as a city. I think it's important to those brick and mortar stores that we try to do what we can to help them out. Um, And and I don't know exactly what that looks like and how that's going to present itself in the near future. But um, to answer your question, is there going to be another opportunity for a use tax in this town? Yeah, I think there may be. Okay. 
the issue of use taxes um, bring to mind for me the issue of what voters want. Another issue doing that statewide is as the legislature works to undo parts of an amendment that was passed pretty overwhelmingly in 2018. Uh, it has me thinking about what sorts of issues candidates feel strongly about. So what kind of issues do you have such strong convictions and a conscience about that you will vote according to those even if your voters have said otherwise or have voted otherwise? Joe, I do this for a couple of reasons. And, and one of those reasons is I want everything to be fair. Um, I want everybody to have a chance. Um, everybody deserves a chance, deserves an opportunity to, to live a prosperous life in this community. Um, some of the issues that I'm, I'm most passionate about is don't be part of the problem, be part of the solution, which means instead of complaining about a particular thing in your neighborhood, reach out to your city and engage us in ways that we can partner with you to address these issues in your community. Because, you know, we're, we're, we're just, I'm just one of nine up there on the city council, right. and we can only do so much. But I can't do anything without Joe Citizen. I, I need the citizens of this community to want to resolve the problem as bad as I want to resolve the problem. Okay. So jump in and help me help you. Okay. Show me the things that I need to do in order to be able to make your community safer, brighter, more prosperous, um, and, and provide an avenue to where that line of communication can be open between Joe Citizen and City Hall so that we can work together to get things done. So what happens when Joe Citizen tells you strongly one thing and you flat out disagree? What sorts of issues would make you come to a point of where I'd have to agree to disagree with you and I need to do, I need to vote according to what I believe? Are there any sorts of issues like that for you? None particularly come to mind, but I think that's always going to be an issue. That's always going to come up. People are people are entitled to their opinions, and, and I think there are a lot of strong opinions about a lot of different things in our community. Um, the thing that I think is most important is that there's communication there, that each party, the city and the citizen, can feel open to express themselves and to put the facts out there on the table. A lot of times when I'm running up against a citizen who's, who's got a particular issue about something and, and they're feeling very strongly about it and they don't think the city's standing behind them or helping them, it's, it's not a matter of the city's not doing what it's supposed to do to help out. It's that there's, there's a lack of knowledge there. Somebody doesn't understand something. Maybe the city doesn't understand exactly the perspective that the citizen is coming from or maybe the citizen doesn't understand the exact perspective that the city is coming from. So I think when everybody can sit down at the table and try to reach that common ground, a lot of things that separate us can come back together and unite us. Okay. Along those lines, how do you intend to be the voice of the entire community? Well, I, I intend to be engaged. I intend to make sure that everybody knows I'm open. I'm an open book. I, I'm, I'm not there to represent the city of Joplin. I'm not there to represent Joe Citizen. I'm there to represent everybody. And there are times when my mind might need to be changed 
or my attitude needs to be changed. We're all, I think, going for the very same thing here. We're all going for a better quality of life, livable wages, uh, affordable utilities, uh, access to technology and, and to everything that the community should offer. Um, so my position on the council, if reelected and if elected, I guess, because I haven't been elected yet. Yeah, I caught myself um, on that earlier too. <laughs> if, if elected to city council, my, my position is going to be to do whatever it is I can do to help out Joe Citizen, uh, Jane Citizen, to make myself available to serve. Um, you know, this may not be the form for it, Joe, but, you know, one of the things and one of the mantras that I go by is uh, a scripture that, you know, comes from the book of Matthew that, you know, the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. And, and that's what I step on that dais for each and every week is to serve my community the best way that I can. I think that most days I will succeed at that, but some days I may fail. And if I do fail, then I'm hoping that I will get correction, not only from my constituents at City Hall, but from the citizens that will say, come on, Keenan, get back up and help us out with this one. Because that's what drives me each and every day. It's definitely not the pay. All right. The, uh, of all the subjects we've talked about and all the subjects we haven't talked about, I'd like you to pick an issue that you would feel like is your priority. What's the one thing you want to work on and how do you want to work on it if you're elected? Back in 2006, when we got the public safety sales tax passed, um, it was something that I had worked on along with a number of other citizens in our community that I really got deeply involved in. And one of the items that was on that um, public safety sales tax that we promised the citizens of Joplin was we were going to double the amount of streetlights in Joplin. Um, I think getting more streetlights and, and brightening our community does a lot of different things for our community. I think it will help with driving down crime. Uh, most people don't do crime in the middle of the day or when the lights are when the lights are on. So one of the things that I really want to work on is working with Liberty Utilities, our finance department and our public utilities to find out how can we add more streetlights in our community? How can we take some of these darker neighborhoods that may have a little bit higher crime rate than most and, and get them brightened up a little bit? Do we need to put six more lights on this block or do we need just two? But finding a way to get that done. Um, and I guess if there was one other thing that I'm, I'm really passionate about working on is our charter. Uh, we're currently, we're a charter community, and I, I know most people may not understand what that is, but uh, we, have a, we have a book of laws, basically, uh, that we are governed by, that we have to color within, uh, that uh, pushes us forward each and every day. Uh, and we're currently working on that from 1954. I was on the last charter review committee and we didn't, we changed a few things here and there, but not a lot. I think that needs updated. I think there are some things on there that, that really need seriously looked at so we can move our community forward in, into the 21st century. So those are two things that, that I'll be uh, 
front and center on, if you will, going forward if if elected. Okay. Is is we're going to brighten up our communities by adding some more street lights, and we're also going to work on the charter to make sure that that our charter that governs our city is as as updated and as accurate as it can be. Okay. I should have had a pick. Yeah, I should have had you pick just one of those, but as you can see, I'm at a disadvantage because there's an adorable Yorkie in my lap right now. <laughs> Thank you for talking with us. I'd like uh, to close. I'd like to offer you the mic for the next uh, 30 to 60 seconds uh, to give a closing statement to listeners. Thanks, Joe. You know my um, my passion is serving. Uh, I have been serving f- from 1982 to 1986 when I served in the United States Marine Corps, and I've been serving the city since 2000. And four, I want to continue to do that. So I'm going to need you to go out and vote for me. But most of all, I'm going to need you to go vote. I'm going to need you to get registered, and I'm going to need you on April the 7th to go to the polls and cast your ballot for who you think's best to lead this community going forward. Your vote matters. Your vote counts. So whether you vote for me or not, and I need you to vote for me, but whether you vote for me or not, I need you to go vote. Exercise your right. All right. Thank you for your time today. I appreciate it. And uh, now I'm going to take well, this dog on a walk, if you don't <laughs> <laughs> And that concludes this interview in our Candidate Cast series. We hope that this interview helps you make a more informed decision on Election Day, which is on April 7. More information about this race and many other elections across the region can be found at JoplinGlobe.com, all the way to Election Night and beyond. I'm Joe Hadsell, and from all of us at The Globe, thank you for listening and caring about the future of your community. Mm-hmm.